1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Don't get carried away by Yanis Hadji yet Is the message from Stephen Gerrard Ahead of a cup tie at Hamilton Celtic revisit the scene of one of their most shocking cup exits on Sunday And Tony Watt signs for Motherwell I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Fraser Wishart and Hugh Keevans The past is sending out signals about the present for Celtic and Rangers I was on Super Scoreboard and at Ibrox in 1987 When Hamilton Ackies knocked Rangers out of the Scottish Cup Graham Souness The lot And I was also on the programme On the day Clyde proved miracles Do happen When they knock Celtic Out of the cup The Celtic of Roy Keane Shunsky Nakamura John Hartson And Neil Lennon So The romance of the cup Means there can occasionally be A divorce from reality But it couldn't Possibly happen This weekend Could it Fraser? I don't think so Hugh But you never know But uh, all the big teams are, are in the draw There's the Premiership clubs now All beginning to eye A place in the quarterfinals That's when it gets really serious You know the, the early rounds When the lower league clubs come in You get you get your draw and You get into this stage now You're beginning to think We get into the quarterfinals Get a home draw We could go all the way And that goes from Rangers Celtic All the way down to, to the Premiership clubs We've seen Inverness win the cup recently We've seen St Mirren being successful In cups as well We've seen Falker at the 10 finals Everybody's beginning to get a bit excited They could be at Hamden In the middle of May I'm just thinking Hugh Does that mean that Around those times Is that when things started To become your fault Because you sounded (laughs) like You were taking responsibility For it by having been there On those cup shocks Well you know It's always good to be there When something like that happens Of course it is Uh, Astonishment Accompanied the Rangers defeat At Ibrox Because it was Graham Souness And uh, Rangers were Carrying all before them At that particular time Uh, Astonishment when Roy Keane could make his debut for Celtic and a Celtic of John Hartson, Sean Maloney, Shunsky Nakamura, you know, the, a, a, an incredible array of talent who went down 2 1 uh, to a team who were in a lowly position in a league beneath Celtic. And, you know, Clyde are now two leagues beneath Celtic and in the bottom half of that league. So all I'm saying is, folks, Tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of Super Cali Globalistic Celtic are atrocious These things can happen 01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch You can tweet at Clyde SSB So let's hear from you What are you expecting tomorrow and Sunday over the weekend in the Scottish Cup? Are your team in a position where they could rest players? Who would you like to see brought in? Maybe that one is aimed... Are you Celtic fans? What type of player would you like to see given a chance? And what about your memories of those cup shocks that Hugh Keevens mentions? Were you there? Were you watching through the cracks in your fingers at home? Or have you managed to somehow come close to erasing them from your memory? Let's hear from you. 01419511025. St Johnson are one team, I think, who might be looking at a wee bit of an upset, just looking down at the card there. Um, United beat Ross County in the last round down at Somerset Park, so uh, you're looking just where would the shocks be? You know, Hugh's talking about Hamilton and uh, Clyde. I don't think those things will, will happen, but uh, there's not too many shocks in the car. St. Johnson, maybe one away from home against Ayr, as I said, and Falkirk against against Hearts. You never know Hearts, how they're going to turn up on an artificial pitch uh, under the floodlights. So a few, a few 
games where there might be a little slip up But for me I think we'll see all the big teams get through their, their, their respective games And have a really strong quarterfinals in the it, next round And Hugh, talk about the magic of the cup We will get oh. to it in some detail a bit later on But BSC Glasgow, we still have Lowland League representation At yeah. this stage of the Scottish Cup uh, We're going to hear later on just what it could mean to them If they could pull off the unthinkable But even being here at this stage is a tremendous achievement Yeah, of course And uh, they'll be live on television They'll have a great day It'll go down in their history and Hibs will not run out <laughs> There we go He's getting the predictions in A wee crowd there And a few quid for Brimley yeah, as well yeah, but and, that's, uh, and they'll enjoy their day Good luck to them I mean, He's gone in two days early On the prediction That's oh, it's yeah, a new yeah, record I mean, Honestly I mean really uh, Jack Ross has known a shock or two In his time uh, But uh, Jack Ross knows that That's just not going to wash With the Hibs fans Not to win that match So they They, they the gulf in status and ability will, with the greatest respect, shine through. Okay, let's hear from you on the phones right now then. Don't hang about. Give us a call on 0141 951 1025. What are you expecting from your team in the Scottish Cup this weekend? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? What about your memories of cup shocks over the years as well? How confident are you that you can avoid one this weekend? 0141 951 1025 now is the perfect time to call right at the start of the show and we could be hearing from you very soon. First up tomorrow then, let's let's do it chronological oh. if you like. Hamilton Ackies against Rangers, an all-premiership tie. Looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, Rangers have had a hot time of it recently. I think they were... Five or six minutes away from being out of the title race on Wednesday night Until young Haji popped up with that goal uh, I, I don't think they would have recovered from a defeat uh, to Hearts A draw against Aberdeen and then another draw against Hibs at Ibrooks. But Haji uh, got them out of trouble And I think that will sustain them when they go to Hamilton Hamilton uh, a draw midweek against St Mirren But a, a pounding from Celtic belatedly Last weekend, uh, I, I just can't see anything other than a fairly comfortable Rangers win. Having said that, Fraser, you only have to go back to Sunday when Hamilton defended ever so well and, and, and were impressive with 10 men against Celtic. So clearly that would be the type of performance, and I know they ended up losing 4-1 yeah. in the end, but that would be the type of performance that if they could replicate it, surely that wouldn't be an easy afternoon for Rangers. No, I mean, I don't think it's it's ever easy because teams are very well organised and they'll make it difficult for for Rangers, Hamilton, Ackies. Um, their priority is obviously the league and uh, they, they were unlucky, I think, to not to win against St Mern during the week, but they still find themselves in big trouble. So it might be a, a kind of almost a relief. There's not much pressure on the, the Hamilton players, but uh, struck by Stephen Gerrard's comments about playing a strong team, I don't see too many changes. The Scottish Cup still means so much because of, of Celtic with the treble treble, going for the quadruple treble. It means a lot in the League Cup does as well in Scotland because that means so much to, to the supporters of, of both of those teams and, and it's nice to see And I love that, that. I general, love that we still play strongish teams, yeah. We still value the cup. Yeah. in other countries they perhaps don't. Did I see Barcelona and Real Madrid going out last night? Yeah. Down and down south they really couldn't care less. Well they're making and, a mockery of it down south. Even teams like Swansea Hugh were playing yeah. playing uh, squad squad players, you know, and it's 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 a lot it's devalued it. No doubt But I think in Scotland They haven't I think in Scotland For, for many many years For, for all time they've, mm -hmm. The big teams have, have certainly respected The competition But playing strong teams Of course they'll make A few changes But it'll be generally be The strongest Stephen team Stephen Gerrard says The Scottish Cup Doesn't have any Extra significance Just because they lost The League Cup final And as Fraser Hinted Stephen Gerrard says He will be picking A strong team To take on Hamilton Tomorrow 
If we feel as if it's necessary to freshen it up, we always look to do it that, irrespective of the fixture or the competition. If, if someone's looking tired or we want to change something tactically, we always look into that, but there won't be wholesale changes because it's a cup game. It's a cup we want to try and go all the way in. Yeah, it's an important game for us, so uh, we'll certainly be picking a strong team. Given the, what happened in the League Cup final and Cedric Santillo races this competition, have adding significance? No, it'd be significant even if we the, won the League Cup. Um, this is a club that um, demands that you give everything you've got for every competition. You can't pick and choose, so that's what we'll be doing tomorrow. Uh, we'll be going there uh, in, in, in decent shape, certainly on the back of the, the second half performance against Hibs. That was extremely positive and, and really close to where we've been for the majority of the season so hopefully we can take off from there Let's put that to Craig who is a Rangers fan and is on the line first up tonight Craig, any extra significance added to the Scottish Cup due to the failure of, of, of the League Cup final or is it just the same as every season where you're trying to win everything? No, well, I think uh, I, I kind of slightly disagree with, with Stevie G there because I think there is an extra significance for us because, you know you know, we know, um, as has been the case all season and will continue to be the case until we win something as Hugh says, you know, tangible signs of improvement. Um, you know, we are second favourites in the league. Um we're second favourites to Celtic in the Scottish Cup as well. Um but, you know, because of the point gap in the league, because we've just had that slip, which by no means means the league's over, because Celtic could lose points, although I mean it's gonna require teams actually you know, going out to play against them. But, uh, you know, it does put extra significance because Stephen Gerrard needs silverware. There is no way he can have a second full season in charge at Ibrox with the money that he spent over those two seasons and not win a trophy, particularly if losing that trophy means handing Celtic a quadruple treble and a silver platter. You know, we just can't afford to allow that to happen. I think... I'm glad that he's going to play a, a full-strength squad tomorrow, or at least near that, because we need to take it seriously. I do think, though, when there are changes you can't, you know, there are one or two changes you can always afford to make in games like this. Um, it's a shame we've got this, frankly, stupid cup tie rule, um, which means the likes of Camberry won't get, you know, won't be able to play. Um, you know, I've never personally been a fan of it because I don't see how you gain an advantage because you sign a player in January that happened to play in a cup game. In November um, But You know So These are the changes That he could have maybe made If he'd have been allowed to But He's got to take it seriously Because we need Silverware If this season ends And we've not won silverware Celtic have won A quadruple treble It's a failure Again Craig, It's frankly a failure Craig paints a totally Accurate picture Rangers as a club Last major trophy win 2011 Therefore The club Needs A trophy a major trophy Steven Gerrard As a manager Has Done great things For Rangers But for Winning a trophy He needs to get A trophy For his own CV He has improved The side Beyond measure They are On Celtic's Coattails For the The title However He needs To win A trophy And Craig again Is correct When he says that if you get to the end of a second season with nothing at all, then questions will be asked. Uh, let's hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard just while you're on the line. Craig, he says Yanis Hadji isn't making it easy for him to contain the hype surrounding the player from the supporters. He says the player's well equipped to deal with the physicality of Scottish football and grew into the game on Wednesday. 
Listen, it was a, it was a fantastic finish. Looking back at the game, you can see him coming to terms with the physicality up here in Scotland and getting used to the, the speed and the pace in the first half, but he grew and grew as the game went on. Um, what I was impressed the most about him is even when we were 1-0 down, even at 1-1 and the crowd was a little bit edgy, he had the bravery and the character to go and receive in any situation and it was him that was pushing to be the difference. I asked that of him and, and some other individuals at half-time and um, I certainly got the response I was after but uh, I'm sure people are going to get carried away now because he scored the winner on his, on his first start um, but he still will take time to adapt to all the different venues and environments and teams we come up against but he's certainly a talent. He's actually got a better build than he actually probably looks on the eye. He's a really strong lad, looks after himself really well, so he'll be fine, you know, he, he kept getting back up. That's the impressive thing about it, that other people in that situation might have maybe gone missing, um, but he certainly never, he stood up, rolled the sleeves up and got on with it. Craig, if he's getting used to different venues and different challenges, is a way at Hamilton somewhere that you would still put him straight in to start? I mean, that's a very different challenge from at Ibrooks, I would imagine. Oh, I, I think if... Uh... I don't personally. I don't think I would start him at Hamilton. Um, I'd maybe bring him on off the bench, but I wouldn't start him because you know Hamilton's a it's a difficult pitch. Um, you know I don't personally like having um, plastic pitches in the Premier League, and you know you don't want to risk starting them at Hamilton and then he picks up an injury because those pitches are terrible for things like that. Um, I think people maybe get a bit carried away but I think part of it is because Gerard's been saying for the last five games in a row you know that we've been missing a spark uh, and on Wednesday night against Hibs when our backs were against the wall and we've allowed Hibs to go and take the lead and then we to come back Hadji provided that spark um, with a goal we scored because I can tell you that the tension at Ibrox you know was at a fever pitch until that goal went in because you were thinking the whole time here we go, it's more drop points and Celtic are now going to go 10 in front of us, which would have been disastrous. So I think that's why people are getting excited. Um, personally, I think he was one of the only players when he came on in the be- off the bench against Aberdeen as well who did okay enough to get a pass mark because there wasn't many of them in that day either. Um, so if he is going to be the spark that Gerard keeps on saying we're missing, um, then I'm, I'm happy for him, but I wouldn't risk starting him. Or why, would you would you would you risk Tavernier or any other player? Well, these are players who have played in that pitch before. You know, Hadji won't have played in in that sort of pitch. He, mu- he must have. He, will be used to it. He must have come across a, a synthetic surface in his time somewhere. Also, if you and by the way, we've got Fraser Wishart on here who has been wrongly painted as the. the, the <laughs> You'll have Les Grafe Hamilton for enough. Yeah, and even Fraser would admit, I think, although players have said that they don't like them, there's still not that conclusive proof that you're more likely to get injured. So let's not be too unfair, Craig. I feel like that, you know, we're, not, we're painting out as if you're asking guys to go and play on broken glass. I don't think that's that's quite the case. So let's not be too unfair. That was Craig in Cumbernauld. Let's speak to Archie and Shawland. Hi, Archie. Good evening, guys. Hi, Archie. I'd like to ask you a question, guys. Do you think if Stephen Gerrard doesn't win a trophy this season, he should be sacked? Bearing in mind, Ronnie Dahlia was winning trophies at Celtic and there was punters in this, this channel that works on this station and indeed to tell the public Ronnie Dahlia should be sacked. But at the end of the day, Ronnie Dahlia was winning trophies. Stephen Gerrard is no winning anything. And he's supposed to, we know he's a superstar football player, but this is a different world now. He's a football manager 
for the so-called second best team in Scotland. We should be winning something, surely. Ronnie Dyla was <laughs> removed, removed by Celtic uh, because it was felt that uh, Celtic were not moving in the right direction under Ronnie Dyla. He did win two league championships uh, and deserves credit for that, but he was removed after a defeat from Rangers because Celtic were concerned about the direction in which the club was headed. If Steven Gerrard does not win a trophy this season, then his future will become a matter for conjecture. I'm not suggesting that Rangers will sack him, but his future will become a matter for conjecture because if Celtic have nine in a row, will Rangers trust Steven Gerrard to stop ten? That will be the question. Fraser, I'm always fascinated by these questions because I know we love to have things as, as black and white, but, but the truth is... <laughs> It's never really like that And there are varying degrees of failure yeah. For instance If Steven Gerrard gets put out of the cup tomorrow And ends up 15 points behind Celtic in the title race That's a very different picture To yeah. get into the Scottish Cup final Losing it in the last minute And taking the title to the last day So I know it makes people feel a bit comfortable To throw out the generalisation Now if he doesn't win a trophy Will he be sacked? But surely the devil will be in the detail yeah, Absolutely and, and the question being asked uh, will, will be asked And I think as you saying That Stephen Gerrard's future Will be part of a, a discussion But I think your point's absolutely spot on I was going to make exactly the same point As it depends on what happens you know, If they lose a point uh, They lead by one point And they get lost in the cup final Having outplayed Celtic Like they did in the last cup final I think overall you look at it and say, well, you know, the, the, the team's improved hugely. And it has improved hugely. And, and I don't know, Craig was, was on earlier and other people are saying that uh, he's been backed hugely. And there's no doubt this, the Rangers board have pushed the boat out probably as far as they possibly can. And Rangers are far, far better. We don't know what's going on in terms of the, the form in the last two years after the window. Why they've come back from, from ending the year on a high to, to, to not being able to pick that up straight away. But they're not out of the league yet And the cup is just uh, just starting to get to, to the nitty gritty stage You're spot on uh, If they don't win a trophy Even even if it's very very close Of course there'll be questions asked I think I think it depends on the nature of, of where they are At the end of the season But I agree it's important uh, for, for Rangers to win a trophy this year And try and get themselves back on the, on the, the winner's pedestal Archie and Shawlands Thank you very much for the call Celtic have actually just released their interim figures So if that's the type of thing that excites you Stay there and we'll bring you them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans is here Fraser Wishart is alongside him And we are building up to a big weekend of Scottish Cup action Breaking news Just in the last sort of 20 minutes or so And it's that Celtic have released their interim figures So it's the six months up to Hogmanay Basically up to the 31st of December I know there are a lot of financial experts out there, Hugh. Of course. Twitter has <laughs> has taught us that. So you'll be able to pick your way through these. Revenue increased 6% up to 53.3 million. Um, profit from trading, 7.1 million up from last year. Pretty much everything is is up f- from last year. Um, profit from transfer of player registrations, uh, up to 23 million. Um, I'm just going to skim over a couple of them. And the bottom one, which says period end net cash, net of debt and debt like items, £45.1 million. Pounds. Uh, compare that to 37.7 in the, the previous set of results. So. What I would say to you then, we've got £45 million pounds in the bank. On one side of the coin, this is a tribute to the ongoing success of the business model. There is a well run football club for you. The caveat If Celtic don't win the league The fans will then turn on them There'll be a backlash And they will say 
Celtic had all that money in the bank and did not win the league. And they will turn <laughs> then on Ian Bankier, the chairman. They will turn on Peter Lawwell, the chief executive. They will turn on everyone if Celtic don't get the league because a terrific balance sheet is not nine in a row. And the fans want nine in a row. It's the only business, or one of the few businesses in the world where you get criticised for making profits. Yeah. You know? and the, yeah. The fans expected to be invested. That's in a couple of years where Celtic haven't qualified for the Champions League as well. So, that, like uh, people in this room, no expert in these matters, but uh, that all looks good to me. But, as you say, Hugh, yeah. at the end of the year, then they'll be judged yeah, so just, just to be, on the just, field to play. Just to, to be accurate, I think in terms of cash in the bank and someone... There will be a financial expert who can pick me up on this if I'm wrong. I think that's thirty-two point nine million. All right, let's just put it another way. Ju- just, just, Only. just thirty-two point <laughs> nine million. Let's just put it another way. Celtic have tens of millions of pounds in the bank. That's all you have to say. They have tens of millions of pounds in the bank. Football, particularly in this city, particularly the rivalry between these two clubs, works in two ways. On one side of the ledger, you have economics. Tens of millions of pounds in the bank On the other side of the ledger You have emotion The fans want nine in a row Because you can't get ten unless you get nine And there will be a backlash And the tens of millions of pounds Will count for nothing If Celtic don't win the league Uh, This is the period of time which would take The Kieran Tierney transfer fee into account as well So worth bearing that in mind Ken is a Celtic fan in Canvas Land Ken what, what type of fan are you When you when you hear these figures Is that something that That makes you proud Is it something you're interested in Are you very much a Just focus on what happens On the pitch type of guy uh, Focusing on the, what's happening On the pitch To be honest with you I mean You can say they get so much money In the bank But I mean right. You know It doesn't really mean a, a great deal for me To me personally I'm not one of these Financial people You know Okay Okay sorry But um I'm absolutely also phoning up for two points. One's about the Celtic game against Clyde, and one's about Stephen Gerrard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to ever go about Stephen Gerrard, mm-hmm. but uh, in the game against Clyde, I think that maybe they should rest Edward. Did I like to see Clamalla starting up front with Griffiths to see what he can do? He's looked good in the um, couple of games that he's been on as a sub. Hugh, yeah, what do you think, Hugh? You always hear these types of things. Oh, you know, can't take too many chances. Don't make yeah, too many yeah. changes. But I mean, these are guys that cost millions of pounds. You're, you're playing a team with no disrespect to Clyde, who are in the bottom half of our bottom tier. So there must be room for for changes. Well, the problem, if I can call it such, is that when you have won ten domestic trophies in a row, when you want to have a quadruple treble, when you have gone thirty-two. League and Scottish Cup ties without losing History walks on to the park beside you every time out And when Celtic go to Broadwood History is on their shoulders They want it The fans want it And therefore I agree with Ken that perhaps Edward May be the one that's uh, spared on this occasion And Clamalla did cost £3.5 pounds, And it's time for him to earn his keep But in general terms Celtic go on to the park Accompanied by history And they must want to protect their legacy Let's hear from Neil Lennon On that very subject Ken that you brought up He has been Mentioning that he will make changes But not too many And uh, as you might expect He's trying his best not to think about the defeat to Clyde in 2006 I mean we'll have a look at it for definite And um, you know the game's not till Sunday 
So we'll have a couple of days to think about it, and then uh, we will make a few changes, I'm sure, but not too many. You don't want to overdo it, though. You know, there's a few players bubbling under, you know, the likes of Ryan. He could do with the game, you know, Elianusti. You know, he's coming back to fitness. He may need some game time as well, but, um, you know, we'll still go strong. We're not going to take it lightly with the cup holders, and we want to defend the trophy vigorously and um, make sure we're concentrated, focused and, and ready for the game. But we're not going to take this game lightly. We're not going to disrespect the opposition either. Did you draw up the defeat? No. That's a long, long time ago. Don't really want to bring it up <laughs> for my own personal reasons either. I remember it well, so um, you try not to remember the defeats. You know, in your subconscious, you try and sort of take them out. But yeah, that was yeah one of our better days. Fraser, is this an ideal opportunity for Patrick Clamalla or not? Yeah, I think it's a game where you need to, to give him a run And uh, I agree with Ken I think that Celtic will protect two or three of their key players I don't think they wholesale changes But you're hardly weakening the team when you're bringing in Ryan Christie Probably the best player up until up until the new year in, in Scottish Premiership You're bringing in Elinousi, an international player You're bringing in others as well I mean, Rogic has been on the bench Jeremy Frimpong might be coming back Or is that nothing? That might be the start he'd, of, he'd, of he'd next week He'd hardly criticise Neil Lennon though If he brought in these players Because they could easily walk into to, to the starting eleven And, and they'll feel they, they, they had enough I think he's going to you've got so many big games coming up. They get European ties, which are, which are really important to get the coefficient up, as well as their teams getting a good run in the cup, as well. And of course, the league we know that as well. So I think two or three of the key players will be will be rested, but uh, it will still be a strong team. Celtic will put out, but yeah, and if you're not going to play Kamala against Clyde, and then where where are you going to play him between now and the end of the season? You know, he came in possibly as the number two to Edward, but Griffiths has come back and, and been terrific in the last four or five games. So a chance to for the Celtic fans to see him. Um, although again Tricky game Decent side Clyde We well organised Some good players McStay and Grant Hugh You'd have said years ago yeah. If it was Clyde against Celtic They would yeah. be wearing the hoops But they're I not They're wearing the, the, the Black only, and white of, for Clyde The only problem When you make change And Fraser's right It's hardly uh, Downsizing the side To bring in Christie and El Yunusi. The only problem though When Celtic played Ross County At Celtic Park in the, in the first half They were all Over the place And uh, the fans then said, ah, but that was because they hadn't played together. And that explains everything. Now, it would stand to reason that if a few changes are made, then you'll have a whole team who are not used to playing together. Yeah, but that was still Premiership opposition as opposed to opposition from the lower end of our lowest tier. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 there ought to be no Celtic eleven. That can go down to Clyde But I'm sure when Shunsky Nakamura looked at Roy Keane Roy Keane looked at John Hartson John Hartson looked at Sean Maloney Sean Maloney looked at Neil Lennon That's what they thought 14 years ago What are your memories of that day Ken? Have you tried to forget about it? I had forgotten about it Until I've gone against him again <laughs> you know, But I'm sure like the moment Strike twice I mean, As you said earlier There are two leagues below us now They're even at the bottom half of that league So I'm not expecting any upsets against Clyde. I mean, the only upset I can see regarding Rangers and Celtic would possibly be the Hamilton game because they're still in the same league and they could cause Rangers problems. Well, we will watch that one with interest, that's for sure, especially if Hamilton defend as, as well as they did in the early stages against Celtic last weekend. Uh, let's hear from Danny Lennon, shall we? So Neil Lennon's tried to forget about that game, but Danny Lennon's using it as inspiration. <laughs> that's the way these things work, isn't it? He says... Um, 
he's yeah he's been he's been trying to draw on it for inspiration. He's been speaking to our senior sports reporter Alison Conroy ahead of that match. A tool that we use is as, as videos and and what we have done we put that game on straight away that it was there for, accessible for the players to go and watch at any given time and what a performance it was we played that day. You know that. They harried, they chased um, and played very, very well and were the winners that day. That, that's what you have to do. You're hoping that Lightning can strike twice. Neil Lennon was in that team that day. He's bringing his team back here and he'll be hoping the, the complete opposite. I hope he's in the team on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, certainly. And um, they'll know what they're coming to. And as I said there, Celtic's got a very, very busy period coming up, but they've got a squad in debt. And... Um, while the two clubs are miles and miles apart in so, so many ways, um, Alison, um, it is one that we'll go and certainly enjoy and, and, and pick our, our wits. And, and we want to go and challenge ourselves against against them. You, of course, played against Celtics under-20s earlier in the season. Are you tempted? Well, it would be nice. It would be nice, um, Alison. And you do. You miss it terribly. So you do. But that was unforeseen circumstances. You know that they had to do that. But... Um, it would certainly be nice there, wouldn't it? It would be, um, you know, a midfield trio there, Lennon, McStay and Grant. I really think that should have been the, 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 the three in the 90s. <laughs> Danny, best of luck on Sunday. Thanks very much, Alison. Danny, Danny, get over it. The legs <laughs> have gone. It's over. Just stay in the dugout. Uh, I'm sure that he, good man and good manager that he is, will have his players in exactly the right frame of mind. But... You have to believe that young McStay, young Grant, the rest of the team who are in the bottom half of the third tier of Scottish football, you have to believe that if Celtic turn up and play, Celtic win. Yeah, and I'm thinking back to that phrase. As much as it was an outs- one of our standout shocks, really, that was yeah. still a Clyde side in the second tier yeah. of Scottish football. You know, It was a Clyde side that was... A good bit ahead of, of where the current side are However, I'm sure there will be Lots of Clyde fans listening Who will fancy that, You know, if they catch Celtic in an off day You know, guys like, like David Goodwillie Scored a lot of goals over the last few seasons So, the, the beauty of it is At this stage on the Friday night You can dream Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll be Going to sleep tonight and tomorrow night Thinking, this is a big day Can we do it? And I, I think it'll be a bigger shock than, than the last time Although Celtic's team And I was looking at it today Just in the minds of the team issues Rhymed off the number of players That were, were playing on that day But you're right They were a championship team And at that point Clyde were almost on the verge Of getting up to, to the, the, the SPL As it was at that time as well So they had a strong team They've also got John Rankin An old PFA chairman And experienced player in there To dictate play A lot of the youngsters To do the running They've got Chris Johnson Who's almost broke through To be the next big thing At Kilmarnock So they've got one or two Decent players Greg Wilde Is there as well So they've, they've got a few Decent players But you yeah. just can't see It would be a, be a huge shock And I don't think anybody Will be putting their money On, on Clyde to win But uh, they, all, they want to enjoy their day They want to compete Make a good show for themselves And they'll be saying You never know If history is your companion Your constant companion if you have won three trebles in a row and you want a quadruple treble and you can't do that without winning the Scottish Cup, do you want to be the Celtic player who walks off the park and who is then haunted for the remainder of the season by the thought that history, your legacy, your 32 in a row, came to an end against a team from the third Tier of Scottish football Do you know some of the, the Clyde players Will be going out there Thinking we, we've got a chance Of winning this You know football players Believe they can win games If Celtic go a goal up Or two goals up Then it all kind of dissipates But at the start of that game These players will be excited They'll know it's a, it's, you know, it's a, I don't know A small percentage chance One in a hundred Or whatever else 
But they'll go out there believing it. They'll go out there and it's their big day and they'll take mm. it to Celtic wherever they can. They'll try and close them all down. They'll, they'll harry. And the start of the that game will be very important. If Celtic get on top, of course it'll be one way. But these it's, it's, people don't understand that the Clyde players will go out there actually believing we've got a chance here. We're going to give this our best shot. This is our day. I think I did Clyde the service by saying they were from the bottom tier, which yeah. is of course wrong. Nice yeah. of you two to, to pick me up on it, by the way. But uh, no good problem. I just let it was just a go. test to see if you were listening. Uh, here's something we don't... Get very often actually Are there any Clyde fans out there? Because we don't get many Clyde fans on the phone This could be the perfect time For you to get in touch How excited are you about the weekend? Can you do it? And what are your memories of that game in 2006? Any Clyde fans out there? This is the perfect time to call We'll hear from Mark and Knightswood next 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time TalkToThompsons.com Hugh Evans and Fraser Wishart Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Let's take the next call from Mark Who is a Rangers fan in Knightswood Hi Mark How you doing Gordon? You alright bud? Not too bad, how are you? Ah, not bad my friend How you doing Hugh and Fraser? Thanks very much Hi Mark Um, I've just actually phoned in guys Earlier on there with the boy Archie That phoned in Mm -hmm. Saying about sacking Stephen Gerrard If he doesn't win anything But that's ludicrous I don't even know where he's coming say with that sort of thing. Um, at the end of the day, the guy's done a lot for us. I mean, he brought us forward and we built a, a good team. And we're, we're doing all right. I mean, well, we did do all right last year until the break. But I don't know what happened to Rangers with the winter break. The same last year as well. We've done dreadful coming back for the winter break. Um, but to sack, I mean, even to say to sack Stephen Gerrard, that's that's got my my back up. I feel well. To be, let, let's be honest. It's it's part of the culture. Um, Celtic Celtic fan comes on and says, "Oh, they'll sack Stephen Gerrard." Uh, Q Rangers fan coming on and says, "Ah, they'll sack Neil <laughs> Lennon if he doesn't win the league." The bottom line here, Mark, is that if Stephen Gerrard and I do understand we're speaking hypothetically, yeah, if Stephen Gerrard does not win a trophy for a second season in a row. Then uh-huh. his future will become a matter of conjecture. That's that's as far as no, we are going. Right. People will say, "Well, he couldn't stop eight in a row. He couldn't stop nine in a row. Can uh-huh. Rangers trust him to stop ten in a row?" It will become a matter for conjecture. Yeah, I think Fraser. What's maybe a bit different about this one? Because remember, around the League Cup final, there were similar questions. You know, it was how important has the League Cup become to Rangers? Because you're looking for that trophy. You're looking as to what Hugh Keevens calls a tangible sign of success The Scottish Cup isn't decided until after the league You know, and every, everyone knows that that is is the real big one So maybe it doesn't quite have the same Maybe the question's not quite as hard-hitting When you talk about the importance of the Scottish Cup to Rangers It goes without saying they want to win it But actually, we'll know in the weeks previous Whether totally. they've won the league or not Well, I, th- I think this year it's actually the, the Cups before the last league game Because they've brought it forward for Euro 2020 So we might know who's, who's won the league or who's not Or we could be going into the last day And hopefully that's the case It'd be great to have a last day decider um, But uh, I, I think I think what Mark's saying there is right I, th- I think Rangers fans are pleased with the th- stuff that Stephen Gerrard's done Last year was a, was a kind of first year in Trying to pick up from a, a disastrous season before With managers coming and leaving And Pedro Cachinha and Graham Murty And all that was going on This year I think has been one Where I think the Rangers fans have judged Stephen Gerrard more And so far they've outplayed Celtic in the cup final 
The league form has dropped a wee bit But they're still in the title race And they're still in the Scottish Cup But if they implode And as we said earlier They lose tomorrow And then they implode in the league And lose it by a high number of points Then that's a different matter From actually running running Celtic very, very close Because boards will look at The overall picture But I think Stephen Gerrard does know The importance of winning One of these two trophies this year Especially after playing so well In the, in the League Cup final And still losing And Celtic still beat them Any worries about a cup shock tomorrow Mark? I'd, I'm a little concerned for the, the more I am a wee bit dubious about it but I mean I'm gone myself the more anyway so um, I'm, I'm worried about the more more so when I've seen them playing against Celtic or the way the way they played and that's what the thing about Rangers no we, we can't seem to can I play the same kind of format so clubs are starting to realise how we're playing and then once we play we can't break down that defence and that's but Again, I think, I mean, we played no bad against last week against Aberdeen. I mean, I was a wee bit, you know, touch and go at places. But I think we've done, put a good, a no bad performance compared to the, the previous weeks. I mean, Tavriel, I, he's been certainly missed for the past few weeks. Um, and he brought a lot, a lot to the game on Saturday. But that, that young man, uh, Haig, I mean, he was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was really a joyful to watch him. No, and I just hope if, if he, ain't, he ain't like his dad Well He'll, he'll bring a lot to yeah, He wasn't bad He was not bad At all I'm well aware that On Friday night You ha- you sort of have to Hang these things on ifs So yeah. there, there are a few ifs in here But The Rangers fans Who've been calling us since January Say That they've been struggling To break teams down So if They continue On that vein And then if Hamilton Defend as well as they did against Celtic That's that's got the ingredients for a difficult afternoon Does it not? Yeah, I think Mark made the point there That sometimes teams can get to grips with the way you're playing And, and Rangers changed when Gerrard came in With a 4-2-3-1 formation um, to, to a 4-3-3 But quite narrow You know the likes of Arfield and Kent Narrow supporting Morelos from in there The two midfield players either side of Davis Narrow Ryan and Tavernier and Barisic to go down the line When Tavernier's not there I think he's, he's missed Sometimes you become a better player when you're not playing Because people say oh you are actually quite good so uh, Tavernier makes such a huge difference in, in an attacking sense That's where I think Hadji can make a difference He can pick holes in, in tight defences Thanks to Mark In Knightswood we've got Jim in East Kilbride Jim is a Clyde fan We said we don't get many Clyde fans This is the magic of the cup though Jim, how do you remember that day in 2006? Well, I was watching Clyde that season And they were a good team yeah. They were a good first division side uh, I mean they nearly went up that season But I mean there's some good players like Bryson and Alec Williams was there, uh, Higgins, the big Tam Brighton who went on today, well, Eddie Malone, mm-hmm. and they were a good side. I mean, yes, Clyde had the ball in the net five times that game. There was a bit bad referees, it was one that day, <laughs> and they missed a penalty. <laughs> That's what was so spectacular about it looking back. Yeah. You get cup shocks, and sometimes, um, I remember one of Celtic's other cup shocks recently, for instance, Hugh, was when Morton knocked him out of the, the League Cup at Celtic Park. But yeah. Celtic battered Morton that night, and it was one of those freak nights, and well done to Morton, they, they got the result. But Clyde deserved that win. They absolutely oh, yeah. deserved to win that match. Jim's right. Clyde had two goals disallowed before they were allowed their first goal. Uh, and it, it's almost surreal now to look at that Celtic team. Arthur Boric was in goal. The man that Alan Shearer said uh, during the World Cup was probably the best goalkeeper in the world. Um, and all of those names, the stellar names, the Nakamura's and Maloney's and Lennon's and Hartson and Keane. 
Did you deliberately leave out Dewey from that list there? Or? <laughs> I did because he was an absolute dud on the day And was never seen well, again Well Hugh, I'll tell you about Dewey Big Tom Brighton put him on his archie In the first 30 <laughs> seconds And he never kicked the ball again Well, And you know yeah. See see when they brought him on I was sitting no far behind Strachan I, I used to take my son Lee on to the games uh, and sorry to say he died last year so I'm going to put 15 quid on quite to, to beat Celtic again tomorrow because it's a good memory but we Strachan brought on Virgo and they were 2-0 down and I shouted to we Strachan <laughs> hey, you as well bring your own Virgo you're going to need snookers <laughs> <laughs> oh he was yeah, well, well, laughing Adam, Adam Virgo was we nod at the end of it. yeah Adam Virgo he was the one do we no no he was another signing that didn't go according to plan. Um, with the greatest respect, Jim, um, you know, it, it shouldn't happen. But, as I say, tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of Inverness Calitas will go to Celtic Park and winning there. Uh, 87, Hamilton Aki should never have beaten Rangers at Ibrox, but the big David McKellar in goal and he was unbelievable on the day. Celtic should never have lost to Clyde 14 years ago But they did And that is the crumb of comfort That you hang on to tonight Jim It happened well, before I've got, lovely, I've got lovely memories of that game And I'm going to watch it tomorrow Good And you. it happens It sometimes happens You just never know Maybe they gave Clyde a chance Clyde were a better side then But maybe they gave him a chance then And they, they turned him over So you just wait and see Good man Jim Great memories for you as well So hopefully you enjoy uh, Your weekend We've got Clyde fans on Twitter as well Paul Patterson says Good to hear Celtic fans On Clyde Super Scoreboard Saying rest players Play the fringe players That's good Celtic Take us lightly Like last time Says Paul <laughs> Hashtag Billy Wee And he's Are you a fringe player If your name's Ryan Christie mm. Are you a fringe player If your name's Tom Rogic Are you a fringe player If your name is Mohamed El Yunusi no. You know So these are the fringe players Who are coming in um, As I say there is a thing known as the romance of the cup. People who support Rangers still have nightmares about losing the Berwick Rangers, and that was over 50 years ago. Um, but if you believe in logic and reason, there is no way that Clyde should be able to beat Celtic on Sunday. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Before we go any further I heard some truly Disturbing news Surrounding Beat the Pundit today oh. <laughs> Because two members Of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard team Now work together Hugh Keevans Fraser oh. Wisher And Craig Beatty uh-huh. And it has come to my attention That they teamed up In the office this afternoon To try and Second guess What questions might come up On ah. Beat the Pundit tonight To try and prepare Fraser So I hope it's Fraser And I hope he gets Every <laughs> one of them wrong But <laughs> your chance. chance To beat the Pundit tonight Is right now 0141 951 1025 Give us a call Do it quickly Before the news at 7 And you could win that sign ball If you beat the Pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Friday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Fraser Wishart are here We're here until 8 o'clock So that means plenty of time To get your calls in Ahead of this weekend's Scottish Cup action Let us know all your thoughts Ahead of some big matches We've had a Clyde fan just before The news Any more Clyde fans out there Want to come on Give us the positive case For the Cup shock Let's hear it And what about you Motherwell fans Signing Tony Watt today 
On a deal until the end of the season Is that a good piece of business By your club Yes or no 01419511025 Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football it is Beat the Pundit time The final chance of the week For you to win the signed ball If you can get more questions right Than Fraser or Hugh The man with that challenge On his shoulders tonight Is Stephen from Air How are you Stephen? How you doing Gordon? Are you well? I am well Good I'm man. out for revenge here Oh right you've been on before Who against Hugh? Gordon Gordon Aye. Oh, did you beat him? No, oh. it's going to be too clear I think Oh no, I can't believe you came on here and admitted that Stephen uh, I'll toss <laughs> the coin and see if it is going to be Hugh Keevans or Fraser Wishart I might have to relocate my coin, where is it? There it is, Hugh Keevans uh, Heads, it's Hugh, tails, it's Fraser And it is heads, it's Hugh against Stephen from Air. So, here's the drill, I'm going to give Hugh something else to listen to And that way he can't hear your answer Stephen The 30 seconds is going on the clock you're head to head with Hugh You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? Yep Right let's get stuck in Which St Mirren player Will miss the rest of the season With a knee injury? Pass Which English team Did Gordon Strachan Manage to an FA Cup final? Coventry Who did their broth Famously beat 36-0 In the Scottish Cup? Pass Which former Celtic player Is Wales Sixth highest goal scorer Of all time? John Hartson Whose mascot is named the Rocky the Rooster? Levinson Who knocked Rangers out of last season's Scottish Cup? Aberdeen Okay, let's bring Hugh back Hugh, can you hear us? I can Great, same set of questions to you Okay Which St Mirren player will miss the rest of the season with a knee injury? Flynn Which English team did Gordon Strachan manage to an FA Cup final? Coventry well, who did their broth famously beat 36-0 in the Scottish Cup? Shots born accord. Which former Celtic player is Wales' sixth highest goal scorer of all time? Uh, Letty Whose mascot is nicknamed Rocky the Rooster? Pass Who knocked Rangers out of last season's Scottish Cup? Celtic Name one country that Tony Watt has played in outside the UK Bulgaria Okay He got through one more question, Stephen, what do you think? I think he's just chinned maybe one Chinned you by one <laughs> Let's find out how much he's chinned you by uh, The first one Which St Mirren player will be out for the rest of the season with a knee injury It is Ryan Flynn Terrible news for him and all involved We wish him a speedy recovery Second one Which English team did Gordon Strachan manage to an FA Cup final You both went Coventry But the answer was Southampton ah. yeah, So 1-0 to Hugh Keevans I feel, I feel a bit bad on you Stephen in this one Who did their both famously beat 36-0 in the Scottish Cup Hugh was there <laughs> so he knows fine well that it was Bon Accord Unfortunately you did not He goes into a 2-0 lead I must admit this was a very niche can question I, Can I make a point? I don't think it was shots Bon Accord No it was just Bon Accord, just bon Accord. Yeah just yeah. Bon Accord um, Very niche question from producer Andy Which former Celtic player is Wales Sixth highest goal scorer <laughs> of all time I've never heard anyone re- referred to as being the sixth highest goal scorer But now you'll never forget it It was Craig Bellamy Oh, So there we go <laughs> Uh, whose mascot is nicknamed Rocky the Rooster? It's Adrianians. I'm not entirely sure that, the yeah. significance of the the rooster, but by all means, get in touch and tell me. Now, I, mu- I must admit, oh yeah, it's on it's on the badge, isn't it? There is a rooster. Uh, Stephen, I was worried for you at this stage because we had a zero on last night's beat the pundit, and you're still on zero after five <laughs> questions. It all comes down to your last question to save face. Who knocked Rangers out of last season's Scottish Cup? 
Hugh Keevan says Celtic You said Aberdeen And you're right Stephen You've got one on the board At this stage yeah. that feels like a win Unfortunately Hugh beat you by a chinge by 3-1 Because Tony Watt has also played in Belgium and Bulgaria So it was a 3-1 victory for Hugh Keevan Hard line Stephen Guys, eight questions were stink tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, just you. Bye, Stephen. I'll pass Bye, your Stephen. feedback on to producer Andy. Do you hear that through there? Stinking questions, he says. Stinking. It's a funny thing about Aberdeen uh, under Derek McInnes. You know, since Derek turned down the Rangers job, he has been a big problem for Rangers. Mm-hmm. You know, it, Aberdeen, I think, knocked Rangers out of two cup competitions last season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two draws this season. Both yeah. in Glasgow, one at Hamden, yeah. one at Ibrox. Yeah, he, he has this uh, at a time when Aberdeen are simply not playing well at all, and they could not deny that they haven't scored a league goal in twenty twenty yet. Uh, but they inflicted a bit of damage on Rangers again last weekend. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need to get in touch tonight. So don't hang about. Let's hear from you, and we'll talk all things Scottish Cup. Just slightly away from the cup, although he may make his debut tomorrow. Motherwell fans, what about the signing of? Tony Watt is the is that one you're happy about? Let us know your thoughts. 01419511025. Um, we'll hear from Stephen Robinson. He's hoping Tony Watt can get back to his best after that short term deal. He has signed until the end of the season. He's been training with the Fir Park side this week, uh, and the manager says the timing was right after losing James Scott in the January window. We lost James right at the last minute. You know, we turned down a number of bids. Um, until we eventually got to a selling point that was right for everybody. Um, so, you know, the deal wasn't done until about half 11 at night. So we didn't have the opportunity to replace him. Um, I think what he, he, he gave his James different than everybody else. He gave us a physical presence as well and gave us an outlet in all three positions. To get somebody like Tony with his experience at this stage was, you know, we were very pleased with that. I think he adds experience to the squad. He's very, very hungry. That's the, the big key to me, um, to keep Tony hungry. There's no doubt in his talent. We know he's a talented boy and you know he's he's come in and done very well over the, the period of time he's been here. So we're hoping to have a, a real positive impact on it. You know, it was a case of, you know, did Tony want this? Did we want this? Did we need this? Um and you know, where was Tony fitness levels and hunger levels and all those boxes were ticked by you know, by the end of the week I was I was actually convinced after the first day, but didn't say anything because of his talent. Um, but I think he's got his hunger back, you know, and it is a short-term contract to earn a longer-term one. A short-term contract, Hugh, it seems from the outside like a, a deal that suits both parties. Yeah. Fascinating character, Tony Watt. Uh, I've heard people say the worst thing he ever did was score against Barcelona. <laughs> uh, I, I don't subscribe to that. I, I think you, you'll have that in your memory. For the remainder of your life And why not I scored the winning goal Against Barcelona At Celtic Park He's gone on I think And had the kind of life Professional life That Tony Watt wanted He's been around He's had his adventures If you like And he has enjoyed his life And it's his life At the end of the day Um, I've heard all sorts of Reasons why He didn't make it at Celtic But he seems to me to have lived the life that he wanted to lead And this is the next chapter And I'm quite sure that he's looking forward to it Every single person you hear who's, who's ever watched him Or worked with him or anything like that Fraser It's always the sort of same thing Well there's a talent there There's yeah. certainly a talent there I think it seems like People look at Stephen Robinson And back him as the type of manager That can get the most out of players And if, if that is the case Then this could be an interesting deal 
Well he's brought in a lot of players from the lower leagues in England over the piece and improved them and uh, sold them on or they moved on to, to bigger and better things so uh, he, he might do the same with, with Tony Watt I was just looking there at, I think he's, it's his 12th team and he's only 26 12th team since he including Airdrie when he left them as a, as a youngster so um, uh, as Hugh says it's his life and he'll have seen some interesting things and, and I think Scottish players of all levels and shapes and sizes should broaden their horizons and go and try other things and well well done to Tony Watt and he is, is in the end he's still a good player he's, and he, he'll, he'll do something for Motherwell especially the lost Devante Cole as well as as, uh, as James Scott in that window so he'll, he'll give them options up there with, uh, with Christian Long the only real main striker Yeah uh, and I know he listens regularly so that was encouraging that you both got through that without Slagging him off Because he'll be listening He'll be straight on the phone <laughs> Well I mean Stephen Robinson off who you want I'm only kidding Stephen Robinson doesn't strike me As the kind of man Who will have Time wasters on his hands So I'm quite sure that Tony Watt has come back To Scotland With the intention of Really enjoying his football Again at Motherwell If Stephen Robinson Detects Any flaw there If he's not pulling his weight If he's not trying hard enough If the hunger is not there All the time Stephen Robinson I'm sure Will be the first guy who point out the error of his ways. Well, if the international clearance comes through, he may well make his Motherwell debut against St Mirren in the Cup tomorrow. Derek is a St Mirren fan from Paisley. Looking forward to that tomorrow, Derek. I am. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I think we can. Uh, I think we can. We can do Motherwell tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. You must be disappointed with that news about Ryan Flynn today, Derek. I know he's been a popular one among St Mirren fans. Yeah, it's a big disappointment for us, and obviously we're losing Kyle as well. So it's very disappointing, totally. But I think we've got enough in the tank to to definitely stay up and get out of the relegation zone um, and push on. No, I think I think things are going in the right direction there. Where are you getting the confidence from for tomorrow? I, I remember um, hearing from Jim Goodwin after the last league game between St Mirren and Motherwell and Paisley, and he spoke about Motherwell being miles ahead of of his side, you know, and and something for them to sort of aspire to. What makes you think you can do it tomorrow? I think the, the home advantage and, and the backing that the, the the home support brings to the club at the moment is um, is phenomenal. Um, out with out with any other team, I think we've got we've got a, a tremendous core support there. It's just a shame that we can't we can't uh, bring more people into the into the grounds. And the, the club are trying, and, and, and the boys in W Seven are giving it are giving it uh, a lot of loudy as well, and they bring a lot, Josh and. The crew also well it's a funny thing I'm quite sure that Jim Goodwin would rather have survival in the league uh, as would Gordon Scott and those associated with the club but I remember when St Mirren beat Dundee United under Alex Smith to win the Scottish Cup uh, Ian Ferguson's goal and I remember when St Mirren beat Hearts in the League Cup final in that terrific five goal thriller um, under Danny Lennon and the people of Paisley really responded to cup finals. Um, they can dream. You said earlier on, Gordon, that Friday night is about dreaming. Uh, the St Mirren fans can dream of an appearance at Hamden in a cup final. The manager would want survival before everything else, but it's a terrific looking game tomorrow. And uh, I think you're I going along with well. Fraser. Am I, I right? Am. You're covering the game for this show, um, and there will be a good cup. Feel about it A good atmosphere I think Motherwell Have sold out Their allocation yeah, uh, They were wanted, even wanted ho- Hoping they could Get more So hopefully it's 
It's as full as can be And there's a, a proper atmosphere there It's a good ground when you get uh, a, a good crowd And if you get maybe 6,000 in total Which I think is achievable in a, in a ground of that size The atmosphere's great It'll be a battle of the, the drums Because you've got the, the Motherwell <laughs> boys They call themselves That go on the far side So they'll be in one corner And the other corner The far side from the main stand Will be the St Myrne young, young lads as well So, so there'll be a great atmosphere I think St Myrne need to do a wee bit To turn that around They've been, they've been beaten quite comfortably By Motherwell a couple of times, but I'm looking forward. I played seven years at Mullow, three years at St. Mirren, so good oh, memories. Divided loyalty teams, yeah. Yeah, both teams. You're a St. Mirren man, though, aren't you? Kind of, I still like to see them. I supported them as a kid. My, my daughter and my son, uh, my brother in law and my son, uh, so my brother and my son still go. It's a season ticket holder, so uh, but yeah, I'll, a lot of time for the people at Mullow, still a lot of folk there. I think Mullow might just edge it. I mean, it's unbelievable. St. Mirren, Ryan Flynn, he's been brilliant, converted to right back, and yeah. let Paul again go because he's been so good. And as, uh, as Derek was saying there, Kyle McGuinness, a key player and the skipper this year, he has also got bad knee injury as well. For clubs like that, it's very difficult to, as a small squad, to cover good players like that. But I think we're in for a really good cup tie. I think there'll be a few goals tomorrow. Anything else on your mind, Derek? Just, I'd like to just uh, talk about a wee memory for a very good friend of mine that's no longer with us. Sure. He was a, he was a Clyde fan and obviously the, the anniversary of the, the Clyde vs Celtic mm-hmm. uh, game all those years ago. Uh, Brian Brian McCammick was a chap's name and he's very well known and respected at Clyde he passed away a few years ago and there's a cup the Clyde fans and supporters all play for every, every year and he's and he's at um, in his memory it was um, donated by his son Ross and, and Lee Norrie's partner uh, Brian was a big Clyde fan worked for him worked for him for 20 years um, Brian McCammick very well known ran the main door and used you reporters would probably remember him. Quite quite a heavy chat with the suit and kind of ran the, gave out the comps and kind of ran the. He basically did run apart from running the team. To be fair, no. <laughs> he's probably kicked Hugh Keevans out the stadium a few yeah. times. Then he's probably not tonight, pal. Oh, giving you the knock back <laughs> at the front door. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that that's a nice memory. Uh, these are the things that fans care about. You know, the, the Clyde fans will uh, bear Brian in mind on Sunday. And they'll think back to that day 14 years ago But at the same time The Celtic fans will go there And they'll have their memories of days gone by And supporters uh, Who are no longer with them Uh, And Celtic, as I say Will be accompanied onto the park by history And the need to maintain the legacy of 32 cup wins in a row So, again A day of uh, heavily charged emotion Derek, hope the boys enjoy the game tomorrow. That was Derek in Paisley. Martin is a Rangers fan from Falkirk. How are you feeling about tomorrow, Martin? Hey, confident. Um, like you say, Hamilton will put every man behind the ball, but Hadji could be playing if he plays. Um, I think we'll do okay. I, I don't expect us to run away with it. I do think it's going to be a 1 0, 2 1 victory, but I do see us you know, coming through quite okay. Hadji to start the game for you? Yeah, for me, yeah, for sure. Um, Aribo doesn't work on the wing for me. Ojo doesn't work anywhere for me. Hadji's the only one that's given me a little bit of confidence. So, yeah, I would put Kent on the left, Hadji on the right, and Morelos through the middle, and I would be more than confident we can get through that. It's always a difficult balance, Fraser. You know, you've got Stephen Gerrard saying, you know, it'll take him a bit of time, we're going to different venues and so on. But on the other hand, sometimes if a, if a player's confident and he's got the momentum behind him and then the fans have a bit of belief in that player... 
Sometimes you as well just stick him yeah, with it. Yeah, I would stick him in. I think he he looks like he's something different from the the usual midfield players that the Rangers have got. Jack and Kamara and these types of lads are, are similar types of players. Uh, Arfield's done well in that kind of advanced role, but for 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 me, I think they need a wee bit more in that creativity. And he's a type of player that they that they needed. They've got good midfield players and good central midfield players. We've spoken about it a lot, but from that middle to front area, he looks like he's got something else. It was a great finish. I didn't see that the game, but what a finish it was! Very very clever, yep. very sharp. Even only a small area to aim for. And I think when you're when you're playing against a team that will, will sit in Hamilton and get themselves organised, you need players. And just not relying on Kent uh, to to go on and I, pick that defence. I think had you can bring that as well. I can't recall Fraser, a player starting his first game for Rangers, scoring a goal of such importance because had yeah. had you not scored that goal, had the match ended as a draw, and Rangers had then dropped seven points out of nine. I think tonight the whole complexion of this programme would have been different because the Rangers fans would have more or less have given up on the title. Hadji's goal was that important, that pivotal. Uh, And so, uh, yeah, I think he should start tomorrow. Regardless of the surface, regardless of any other consideration, he should play because he's... He's hot right now There's been a lot on the show tonight Martin about You know the importance Of the Scottish Cup to Rangers The importance of, of Silverware to Stephen Gerrard And so on What do you think about The bigger picture? Bigger picture for me um, The hopes for the league Are Slightly dwindled a little bit I, I still have much hope Because we've got Two old firm games Coming on the, the Cup The league is the most Important thing But that doesn't mean To say that I'm going to be happy If we go out of the Cup To focus on the league I, I want to win everything That we're a part of Regardless But I was going back to Hugh's point earlier on, a little bit earlier on, with um, social media and that about Celtic fans saying Stephen Gerrard gets sacked, Rangers fans saying Neil Lennon gets sacked, blah, blah, blah. I don't buy into that, especially for this season or for the next season down. If, hypothetically, Rangers don't win the league this year, um, I don't think it's a good idea that uh, Stephen Gerrard loses his job. Um, we are making progress, albeit slower than what we would like, but I can't imagine having only one season left to stop 10 in a row, having a new staffing team, new manager, new backroom, te- uh, backroom staff, and potentially new players starting from scratch, don't know each other. I think that's my much bigger risk than sticking with Steven Gerrard, who is making progress, albeit there's no silver way to back up as my managerial credentials, but I do think there's too much of a risk to start from scratch when there's only one season left. Yep, some fair points well made Martin and Falkirk Thank you very much We do have to leave it there though Because it's time to take a breather And then we've got a full time teaser Coming up for Hugh and Fraser We went all out I wanted a first for the season A first for goodness knows how many years We asked for some Clyde fans on the phone We got one Going to push my luck even further Hugh Might be too ambitious But dream big Any BSC Glasgow fans (laughs) out there Chance to make Maybe already made history Chance to add to that this weekend Any BSC Glasgow fans Want to come on And talk about a potential giant killing Now is your time 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Fraser Wishart's Here with me Gordon Duncan Well seen it's Friday night by the way Because producer Andy's just come in And told me that Whilst the calls are coming in for Super Scoreboard He's also having to filter out Some who are looking for shout outs On the GPX already <laughs> George will be back uh, At 8 o'clock So just hold fire I'll give you a shout Otherwise out Otherwise you'll have to settle For a shout out from Hugh Keevans Yeah
Followed by what would you play? The Hollies or something? Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> I've got my tickets for the Hollies in April. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> anyway, right, before we take any more calls, and we've got a couple, I think you can see another Clyde fan as well. Don't think I've forgotten about you, BSC Glasgow fans. I know it was ambitious, but there must be someone out there who wants to come on and share your thoughts ahead of a big weekend. And if you don't do it tonight, we'll try again tomorrow. So you might as well do it. Uh, let's do tonight's teaser. Now, try to say this without offending you two. How do I love it? <laughs> This is a variation on a question that we had earlier in the week So Mark Weary and Jim Duffy got the difficult version And you two are getting the easier version of the same question I think that's fair fair. Right, so it was sent in by Mikey And we're looking for 12 goalkeepers Who have made more than 10 appearances this century For Celtic or Rangers Does not include current goalkeepers Oh God so 12 goalkeepers Who've made more than 10 appearances This century For Celtic Or Rangers And it does not include Current players So Mark and Jim Had to get the guys Who had Fewer than 10 appearances So you've got the easy ones In theory In yeah. theory Yep yep. Right so from 2000 To the present day Yes 12 goalies More than 10 appearances For Celtic Or Rangers Just don't give me Craig Gordon Fraser Forster Alan McGregor right. Wes Fotheringham Etc so 2000 is Martin O'Neill um, Who's Martin O'Neill? Rob Douglas Yes Douglas, yeah. Well done Marcus Hedman Yes Hedman. Stefan Kloss Yes Lionel Charbonnier Didn't quite play this century Just <gasps> before Just before um, I think he was still there But no appearances, no appearances. I'm afraid uh, Raymond Vatarus I'll give you it Ronald Ronald, Ronald yeah. Raymond maybe his brother You're um, <laughs> bad keeper there <laughs> We'll give you Ronald That's four That's not bad Yeah we'll leave it there Magnus Hedman Rab Douglas Stefan Kloss Ronald Vatarus So you can play along on Twitter 12 goalies More than 10 appearances This century for Celtic Or Rangers And it does not include The current set of goalies So don't dare give me Fraser Forster Craig Gordon Wes Fotheringham Alan McGregor And the rest of it Let's go back to the phones Sean is a Celtic fan He's from Motherwell How are you Sean? I'm alright mate How are you? Not too bad Sean Are you the type that just Panics about the possibility Of a cup shock Or is it going to be Plain sailing on Sunday? Well every year I've grown up There's always been a shock Regardless <laughs> FA Cup or Scottish Cup There's always a shock I personally don't think It'll happen to Celtic But Would I don't know I'm just trying to find A shock there Would St Mirren beat Motherwell Would that be classed as a shock? Nah, same division no. isn't it? Yeah same division well, I've got a few friends at Motherwell, obviously, staying in Motherwell, mm-hmm. and they are very, very, very ambitious about going to St. Land, but I say to them, after Tuesday, Wednesday night, I know they've been Celtic, which is, is hard, but after Wednesday, I watched the game, and I says, if you play like you played the way you did against Celtic, St. Land might beat you, but that's just my opinion, personally. To be fair, I think you'd be unfair to your own team there. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know, Celtic, I know, I know. Celtic were outstanding. Uh, I agree uh, with that. As they were at, Second half certainly yeah, yeah. As they were at Hamilton Ackies It was all about the second half The uh, quality of the goals The Edward is now Positively frightening For opposing defences So You know I like the, the honesty from uh, Declan Gallagher Who said that He He was still looking for Edward uh, <laughs> uh, So you know, I don't think that what happened to Motherwell against Celtic necessarily has any bearing at all on what happens to Motherwell at Paisley. Sean, what type of team would you like to see Celtic put out? Is there anyone in particular you think this is the perfect game for? 
Well, I'd like to see a couple of the fringe players and some of the couple of the new boys playing, but the only thing is if you do rotate it like that, there is a risky incomplacency, or if that's the right word, there is a chance. No, I'm not saying that there is a chance of getting beat, but if you rotate that much, a lot of the players and they played each other that much, so there could be a stupid wee slip-up, or, or hopefully not. Yeah, I mean, Fraser, when you, when you assess cup football... Just because there have been cup shocks before doesn't mean you're going to get one. You know, sometimes people use it as the the justification of why it might happen is there has been a shock before, and it doesn't really work that way. However, it's kind of all you've got to go on. And I'm thinking even back to when East Kilbride played Celtic. Celtic won the tie, but it was nowhere near the the gulf over the ninety minutes that you expected. Just because a couple of changes here and there, guys who. Had a good pedigree And a good career But just maybe not quite at it Sharpness wise And hadn't played together So How fine is that balance to find When you're, you're trying to change a team I think There's a bit of balance as well Because Celtic are playing so well That they want to keep the momentum going as well But the fact they've got A league game on Wednesday They've got a league game on Saturday They've then got uh, The kick into the European ties against Copenhagen Meanwhile won't be looking at it saying Oh Clyde beat us in 2006 We better put our strongest team He'll be looking at it saying we, we, Of course we've got to respect Clyde We've got to play a strong team But he'll be taking all, into consideration All the games that they've had in the last three or four weeks And planning ahead So he'll that includes giving guys a rest But also includes giving guys who have not been in starting 11 In the last few weeks Giving them a game So he will make some changes But with the, perhaps the sort of security of having Edward and Griffiths If they don't start on the bench Should things go wrong A, first, yeah. a first start for Patrick Clamalla, Sean? I hope so Because there's a point of paying £3 million pounds If you're not going to give him a chance like that run out There's no point really Well I think like Griffiths has to play in this match as well um, We know the partnership between Edward and Griffiths is growing And is becoming ever more profitable But Griffiths by his own admission Needs more and more game time He needs minutes on the park As they say And I think he should play Against Clyde as well But you're right Clamalla 3.5 million pounds Time to earn your keep Thank you very much That was Sean in Motherwell On 0141 uh, You can tweet us At Clyde SSB um, Lots of answers coming in, coming in on that That teaser That you guys got Bearing in mind I'm looking for more than 10 appearances Lucas Zaluska uh, Yes Oh good one Hugh like uh, Brotto 8 appearances ah. David Marshall Yes 50 I think Okay we'll leave it there uh, Ross goes on He says Make no bones about it Rangers have had a sticky patch They've ridden the storm Come through Celtic will hit a wobbler Soon enough And when that happens We'll see if Celtic have a backbone The Celtic team And support have hoped Rangers fold And they haven't Says Roscoe So Roscoe's still well, Both sets of fans will feel that way Defiant was the word I was looking yeah, for Yeah you, you're, you're talking about banana skin time The the two games at Ibrox and Celtic Park I think will determine who wins the title But for example Hearts go to Celtic on Wednesday uh, In their last two games They've scored five goals So they know their way to goal However They've dropped five <laughs> points in the process so they don't know how to defend either But they would come under the heading of banana skin As would Kilmarnock at Rugby Park on Wednesday for Rangers um, So it's fascinating The fans of both clubs will believe that this will happen and that will happen But it's truly fascinating now Push is getting the shove Yeah, Here's a tweet I wanted to read out for a, a couple of nights And I just 
Trying to find the right time I think Paul was trying to get through on the phone Just something aside from what we've been talking about at the moment Paul just wants to uh, say a huge thanks to the GMA charity For supplying his school team with a grant to obtain a set of goals Which we will use for the first time this Saturday We're extremely grateful Now basically this is when we had one of our sort of grassroots nights Remember we were doing junior football and, yeah. and all the rest of it And... and uh, Paul McNeil Grassroots At the Scottish FA Was in here So Paul phoned in Telling us his story And we were just happy To act as the middleman And all of a sudden The power of radio Paul's got himself A set yeah, of mean, goals And the mean. kids hopefully uh, Will score plenty of goals Into them So just wanted to put That one out there Thank you to Paul For getting in touch And keeping us up to date Mark is a Clyde fan What are you thinking Mark Can you do the unthinkable On Sunday Hi guys Hello everybody Hello. Hi Mark Hiya. Uh, it's just to say I'm a wee bit nervous I'm a first time caller oh, Good to have you Don't be nervous my wee, team, my wee team is playing The biggest team in Scotland <laughs> And one of the biggest teams in Britain On Sunday Now we've done it 14 years ago And I still believe We can do it This Sunday Now Yes There's leagues Separating us But we've got A, a, a really hard working wee team And under Danny Lennon they are functioning and they are, they're 100%. We just got promoted last season. We should have won the league as well. We could deduct some points, which he's know about. But we'd won that league by all rights. But obviously, we played a, an illegitimate player. But as by the by, I'm, I'm, I'm actually buzzing and I'm so nervous, but I'm so excited <laughs> about this game on Sunday. What are your memories of the 2006 game, Mark? Right, I was in the army at the time, and I watched it in the pub with all, the, all my ex, all my squaddies, all the boys I worked with. Right, yeah, that was lively. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. But all my all my mates who were so called Celtic fans were wearing all my clay tops, all my all my tops. <laughs> I made them wear them. It was it was a great day, right? Um, and yeah, did they know how class them? Did they know how battle them? Did they know how play them? And yeah, we scored four goals. We did. Um, so wish to say it can happen again. Well. I'll put the, the devil's advocate case to you um, It would be A major Embarrassment for Celtic Like last time, like last I, time. I, I understand that But I'm trying to make out the case for you Since you asked mm-hmm. A major embarrassment for Celtic The end of the dream Of a quadruple treble uh, yeah. They go on to the park With 32 cup wins in a row Behind them they want to maintain that legacy. Uh, and just to bring it down to nuts and bolts, they have far, far better players than Clyde. And it's a major embarrassment if they walk off that park and think the quadruple treble died against a team from the third tier. Mark, who are the guys that you're hanging your hopes on then? David Goodwillie seems like the obvious one because he scores all the goals, but is there anyone else that you think could play a big part? Yeah, with Ali Love. Mm-hmm. Darren Smith We've got a good few players That can that, uh, I'm a wee bit nervous On the phone I'm not no, really You're doing fine I'm hyped up I'm actually hyped up About Sunday <laughs> See, That's um, the magic Of the cup Hugh Two nights but, out and, and Mark's getting and excited You know what as well See when you're saying about Is there any Clyde fans out there There's a good load Of wee Clyde fans That go day in Day out Or week in Week out Away If any of you are going to the game Or you are watching on telly Or commentating Look for the Clyde fans We are a great bunch of fans You, you, you will hear us 
and it's just going to be an amazing day. Yeah, I, great day for the club. I think I might go along actually, Mark. So I'll look out for you. You can I wear a, I wear Hugh Keevan's favourite old Clyde One Super Scoreboard jacket, and that way you'll recognise me. <laughs> you come by the house and get me. No, because oh. uh, I have already heard you arranging your lift home with Fraser Wisher. I refuse to be drawn in Taxi. to such an arrangement. Uh, actually, speaking of old clothing, um, people might think that we talk football in, in the office and we, we plan for the show, and it's all very well thought out. Hugh just turned to me earlier on and he said. Have you got any items of clothing that you just can't get rid of? And I thought, where on earth is this going? <laughs> I said, no, I don't think so. And he just pointed at his old suit jacket that he's brought down to wear. And he says his wife hates it. Can't believe he's not binned it yet, but it's really comfy. Yeah. And he just likes Quite to keep right wearing to. it. Yeah, Quite way. right too. Just gives you a warm feeling when you yeah. put it on, you know. Yeah, you get to a certain age. I'm, and I'm getting there, Hugh. I'm there. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Yeah. I like a bit of yeah. comfort, yes. Your favourite Right, Mark, that was great. I don't know what you were nervous about. Give us a call back any time. Perfect time would be after the game. On Sunday, Monday night, we want to hear from you again, Mark. It's worked, Hugh. The power of radio. We're giving out goals to people. Oh. Helping. It wasn't now, us. Now, now that Mark was We've on. We've now got a BSC fan. Oh, Good. Brilliant. But while Mark was on and talking about that game, Boric played in goal. He did. Well done. Uh, I'm going to give you Cammy Bell. Yep. Neil Alexander. Yep. Okay, we'll leave it there. You've got one, two, th- three to go, is it? Three to go. One, two, three to go. We'll get them next and we'll speak to Derek, who's a BSC fan on the line. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. In the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, we're going to hopefully get the answers to tonight's full time teaser. I'm going to speak to Derek, who's a BSC Glasgow fan, ahead of that potential giant killing. On Sunday Let's just check in on the question quickly Thank you to Mikey for sending it in And if you want to hear your questions used on the show in the future The address you need is Fulltime at Clyde1.com So tonight's is this Can you name 12 goalies Who have made more than 10 appearances this century For Celtic or Rangers And it doesn't include the current goalkeepers So you've got Magnus Hedman David Marshall Lucas Zaluska Rab Douglas Arthur Boric of Celtic Neil Alexander Cammy Bell Stefan Kloss Ronald Vatterus At Rangers Any more? Steve Simonson Well done 31 appearances 2013 to 15 The two remaining Are they from one club Or one of each Or <laughs> They're from one club And With Jonathan Gould Yes Gould Right only one to get And you've got loads of time to get it So we could uh, We'll do that a bit later on In the show We said we wanted to hear from As many clubs as possible Scottish Cup weekend Allows us to cast the net A bit further than usual And I'm delighted to say This must be a first First ever BSE Glasgow fan On Clyde One Super Scoreboard Derek and Sterling How are you? I'm not bad How are we doing guys? Just how excited are you Ahead of Sunday? Oh, massively! It's um, it's obviously a massive game for the club, given that I, I had the Clyde fan on before us. We obviously another step down in terms of sizes, so we kind of just get just under a hundred to most home games, and it's going to be a sellout. So, uh, it's massive for us. And obviously, the, the the main question is, Derek, can you do it? I mean, it's probably the biggest ask we'll have had, and. In a Scottish Cup tie in a long time Because you're, you're you're actually talking Lowland League against Premiership Clearly the odds are Majorly stacked against you What are you hoping for? Uh, I, I'm not going to have any expectations As you'd expect um, I mean the wind's Going to help us uh, The weather's doing its best to make it Just a bit chaotic <laughs> It's going to be a gale blowing 
Um, by who knows, who knows. Like we, we'll be happy with even if we get out with a respectable scoreline. A replay would be just brilliant for us as a club as well. But we're not going on many expectations. I don't think. Well, hang on the line and listen to, to the comments by your general manager, George Fraser, Derek, and I'm keen to get your thoughts on this. He says he's hoping the Scottish Cup run can help them move back to Glasgow. The host Hibs at Alloa's Drill Stadium on Sunday, of course, as part of a, a ground-sharing arrangement. He'd like to see some of the money that they make go towards a new home. You no, know, it's been an incredible rise for us. You know, I mean, we, we were only established in 2014, and if you told me back then that we would have been the last 16 of the Scottish Cup playing Hibernian, uh, I would have probably laughed. So yeah, it's, it's really one of those experiences that you know we we have to to savour because you, you you never know when it might happen again. But for a club of our size, of our age, so to so to speak, you know, it's it's been absolutely. Incredible and uh, yeah, surreal is definitely the word to use. The finances will come in very useful, that's for sure. It's no secret that we've uh, we want to move back to Glasgow and have our own base, uh, have our own ground and uh, in, in the city. Uh, and we're hopeful, you know, that some of this money might be put to good use in that in that respect. Uh, you know, we don't have any imminent plans at the moment. However, you know, I think. You know, we will be prudent with the money. We'll, uh, you know, put it to a good use. We also have, you know, uh, a big uh, sports club behind us with a lot of uh, youngsters in it. So we'll look to put it to the best possible use and, you know, trying to, you know, obviously try and keep us financially viable uh, for, for the foreseeable future as well. But I would like to think, you know, at some point, you know, we'll be able to put something towards uh, our own facility in Glasgow. Derek, what's the journey been like? How did you become a, a BSC Glasgow fan? Because as we just heard George Fraser, for those unfamiliar with the story, it's a relatively new club set up not so long ago. So how did you start following them and, and what's the journey been like? Well, I got involved with the league initially because um, I was doing some bits and bobs um, for the Lowland, uh, like I do their podcast and so on as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just kind of just fell into kind of supporting BSC in the end because it was essentially the local team. And I've made, I know George really well now, I know a lot of the guys behind the scenes. And it's just a cracking wee club. Um, like he says there as well, it's got potentially a full youth system already there as well. Um, like a few hundred boys and youth teams all the way through the rounds, right? So um, everything's in place for it if the club get back to where, where we come from, you know? Because um, we can't really grow a proper kind of fan base until we're back where we belong. Um, and as good as Al has been, Al has been fantastic to us, but um, hopefully this is going to help us start the process of getting back home. Yeah, because the success, I imagine, would come from being. Really deep rooted in that community And having those community ties and, and the roots there Which you already do But it's a lot easier If your permanent footballing home Is there as well Yeah Yeah And if you look at the the last round When we were away East Kilbride um, And the, the game there We actually outnumbered their fans Which was One of the kind of rare times That you'll see that But We had buses running From Partick and the like So It makes So much sense for us If we can get back there That um, Well who knows Where we could we could get to maybe even the SPFL, you know. Well, speaking as someone who's born in Partick, I wish you all the, the <laughs> luck in the world, but I now have to be brutal. Oh, here he goes. In my assessment. Oh. It was going so well. If <laughs> Hibs went out to BSC Glasgow, it would go beyond embarrassment into the realms of humiliation. Are we talking our biggest ever cup shock? Yes. I would say you think so. so? Because, because it's the, the Lowland League element, yeah, the, the, the yeah, non league element. We're now into the fifth. Tier of Scottish football 
uh, and Hibs top six in the top tier of Scottish football. Um, it would be a major humiliation and fans simply, I mean, Camberry saying that he thought Rangers was a dream move, that that incensed the Hibs fans. To go out to BSC Glasgow uh, <laughs> would do Jack Ross, um, Leanne Dempster and all of the players no favours whatsoever. Mm. So again, I have to introduce reality. If if Hibs lose to BSC Glasgow, then they'll have to take we the consequences. Know. It's a great tie though, Fraser, because the, the, the draw against Disco Bride, it was that sort of double-edged sword where... Yes, it, it was it was giving both sides a greater chance of, of progressing yeah. But you then fear that you've missed out on the glamour tie And unfortunately for East Bride, that was the case Fortunately for BSC, they get to take a, a crack at genuinely one of the, the biggest clubs in the country Yeah, East Bride did Celtic a couple of years ago, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Gordon as well And, and you know, just, just looking at the at the, the, the squad for BSC Sometimes you go down to you watch, look at Kelty Hearts and Bonnie Rose And you recognise a lot of, of the players who have played senior But they're, they're, I think they're genuinely players who have made their way in the Lowland League and, and, and that kind of level With Cumbernauld Colts And other, and other teams as well Are now playing for For Brumel Martin Green's one lad Who's played you know, Remember him in Motherwell Yeah Yeah and he went to Partick Thistle for a spell He was Stenhouse Muir Strenar Alloa So he's made his way around that level But uh, a couple of lads on loan Dave Mackay from Celtic And Evan Galasso from Thistle So there is a wee sprinkling there But, uh, but for, for these players Who have generally been Part-time players They don't earn much money If any at all this is a brilliant day for them and, and thoroughly deserved. I was pleased when they, when they got through against the, against East Kilbride and then got the draw, you know, because East Kilbride have had that as well. It's fantastic for these players to get the big team and have their day in the sun. Who are the guys to look out for, Derek? Who are the, the main men? Well, you mentioned Martin Gray in there. He's, um, he's still going to, you know, he's, um, especially the level we play at, he's just different class. But um, Thomas Collins would be the one. Um, to look out for if we're going to score a goal um, don't worry I'm not predicting we're going to win <laughs> um, if we are uh, if we are going to get a goal I think Thomas Collins will have something to do with it he's a busy wee player we picked up for the, the juniors and he's probably going to make a move up George probably won't let me say that but um, I'd expect him to move up the ranks to league level because um, he's got everything you need um, and we've got other guys as well you might know Ross Smith at centre back used to be with Dundee United um, Ross McMillan Another centre back With Sterling Albion And so on So we've got a lot of League experience in there And it's mixed with um, Generally young boys That might have been At academies That we've given A second chance to That are now proving Their worth um, Like Thomas Orr For example Was with Morton And a mm-hmm. few other teams So yeah. um, it's, it's a cracking mix of It's a really strong Dressing room Sorry Hugh I'm going to have to ask you To leave it there Because we really are out of time But Derek It was great to hear from you Hopefully you enjoy your day And uh, why not give us a call back On Monday night And tell us how it all went That was Derek Our first ever BSC Glasgow fan On the line quickly Because as you can hear uh, The music is upon us You've got one more to get On the teaser Dimitri Karin Nope He's always a good answer (laughs) Just throw (laughs) him in there Throw him in there Need a clue I've got a clue that Will Nail it for you I'm sure Uh huh he played for both Oh Mark Brown Mark, Mark Brown He didn't get 10 appearances For Rangers But he did for Celtic That's amazing So there you go Mark Brown Thank you Hugh Keevans And Fraser Wisher We love this stage Of the Scottish Cup It's a fantastic weekend And to match The fantastic weekend A return to the Six hour special For hey. us Hugh It's been a while <laughs> We've had a nice rest But we're back at Midday tomorrow And we would love For you to join us In the meantime though For all you people Who are getting your calls In early You really can get Your weekend started now GBX Fridays are up next
one Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.